Rentals aren't just for groomsmen in need of a tux or a parent who wants a cotton candy machine for a kid's birthday party. In today's day and age, you can pretty much rent anything, including paparazzi. Hi, I'm George Boldarki, and this is Cityscape. On this week's show, we're exploring things you can rent, from paparazzi to chickens. That's right, chickens. Yeah, it's a farm animal, but it's a farm animal that's relatively easy to care for. You get eggs from them, and they're actually really entertaining. But first, she's always the bridesmaid for hire. In fact, she's even penned a book by that name. Jen Glantz is a professional bridesmaid. She joins me now on the phone. Jen, thanks so much for taking the time to talk with me. Thank you so much for having me today. So you are a bridesmaid for hire. How did this come about? I am. So I am the world's first bridesmaid for hire about three years ago. All of my friends got engaged. And on one particular night, two rather distant friends asked me to be a bridesmaid. And I went home to my roommate and I told her, Carrie, it's so weird to me. All of these random friends of mine are starting to ask me to be a bridesmaid. And she said to me, Jen, it's because you're good at it. You must be a professional bridesmaid. So that's when I got the idea to start the business Bridesmaid for Hire. And since then, I've worked with over 100 brides. Over 100 brides. You started out by listing yourself on Craigslist, am I right? I did. I didn't have any business experience. I figured, where should I go to test out a business idea? Why not Craigslist? I posted an ad there. Within a couple of days, the ad went viral, and I had hundreds of emails in my inbox asking me to tell them more about this business I started. So what kinds of duties do you perform as a professional bridesmaid? different packages I offer, everything from a virtual bridesmaid service where I'm there as your pre-wedding consultant. I help you with the to-do list, the timeline for your wedding, answer all the questions that you have, and of course, help you combat family drama that seems to happen before the wedding. I also offer a day of coordination package where I'm behind the scenes at your wedding, dealing with your vendors. But my most exciting package is the bridesmaid for hire package where yes i put on the bridesmaid dress i walk down the aisle for you i give a speech i dance on the dance floor and myself and the bride have a backstory of how we know each other so that nobody else in the entire wedding knows that i'm hired so why should a bride hire you versus just you know choosing a friend to do all of this kind of work no one ever talks about is that being a bridesmaid is a lot of work. Yes, it can be a lot of fun, but for the average person who is dealing with a full-time job and a lot of responsibilities, taking on the role of being a bridesmaid can be rather difficult, and it can also be a friendship ruiner. So oftentimes, brides will hire me so that I can take on that role and their friends can just have a good time at the wedding. How many weddings would you say you've gone to now? How many aisles have you walked down? Oh my goodness. I think I walked on A lot of different aisles, but I've been to over 100 weddings in my lifetime, which is more weddings than any person should ever, ever go to. (laughs) What do you do with the dresses after the wedding? Do you give them back? I keep all of the bridesmaid dresses that I've ever worn, and since I live in New York City and have a a closet that is really, really small, I started to donate the dresses to different organizations, and I also give them to friends who need dresses for weddings. Instead of having them buy a dress, they come over, they borrow one, and my rule is that they must keep it after they wear it. How do other people in the wedding party usually receive you? Do they know that you are for hire? 
time, the other people in the wedding party do not know that I'm for hire. So they think of me as just a distant friend they've never met before, which, of course, can get quite awkward because they're wondering why I haven't shown up to anything else ever. Um, but then there are times when the bride does tell the wedding party that she hired me. And in those cases, the bridesmaids wonder why they, she had to spend money on me when they can do the work. So oftentimes, as a bridesmaid for hire, I walk into a room of tension, a room where I have to make friends with people who might not be eager to make friends with me. How well do you get to know the bride and groom before you start working with them on their wedding? I get to know the couple very well. I start working with my brides anywhere between three months and a year before their wedding. We have weekly, sometimes daily phone calls, meetings in person, and we do really build a relationship and a friendship. How far have you traveled for a wedding? The furthest I've traveled to a wedding is just across the country. I've been to Seattle. I've been to Las Vegas. I've had couples from out of the country come to America and hire me to work their wedding, but I have yet to work a wedding out of the United States. What's the oddest thing that's happened to you on one of your assignments? Wow. One of the craziest things that happened to me was about three minutes before the wedding, the bride pulls me in a room, locks the door, and says, Jen, I hate the groom, and I don't want to do this. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I was the hired bridesmaid, and you know she had a lot of other bridesmaids who were friends, but she chose to tell me because she knew I wouldn't judge her. She knew I would help her figure out what to do. So in that moment, I thought very quickly. I said, you know what? I'm going to lock you and the groom in a room for 10 <laughs> minutes. I want you to talk it out, and whatever decision you make, I will support you and I will back you. They spoke about it. They ended up getting married, but just to get through it, they had about 300 guests waiting for them to walk down the aisle. Uh, but I believe the marriage dissolved pretty shortly after that. How do you market yourself today compared to when you were first on Craigslist? I would imagine you're not on Craigslist anymore. I'm off Craigslist. Now I have a website. I do a lot of blog writing for different websites to get advice and tips out there to people who are bridesmaids or who are planning their own wedding. Uh, I do a lot of different interviews, and I've established myself as somewhat of a bridesmaid expert, someone that gives advice and gives tips to people who might not know what it's like to be a bridesmaid or how to do it right. What would you say is the best piece of advice that you would give to a bridesmaid? bridesmaid that they should say no to things that they don't want to do and that they cannot afford to do. If being a bridesmaid seems stressful, ask yourself what you can cut out to make it something that's fun. Because in the end, that's what the role should be. But sometimes it just becomes completely overwhelming. How much does hiring a bridesmaid set a bride back? I have many different packages, and they range from about $1,000 to over $4,000, depending on what the service you want is. So what's your best piece of advice, Jen, for an aspiring entrepreneur looking to launch their own business like you did? I was a poetry major back in college. I had absolutely no business experience, but what I did was I got started right now. I thought of an idea. Instead of sitting on it for months, I put it out there to the universe, saw what the response was, and created a business based on that. So if you are an aspiring entrepreneur, start now. Don't toss and turn with that idea. Do something right now to put it into action and never give up. People called me crazy. People called me stupid. People thought this was a joke. But three years later, I have a business that is still going strong. And I've had over 20,000 people apply to work for my business. I've been able to hire people. I've been able to teach people how to start this business. I wrote a book about this business. So don't listen to what people have to say about your idea. Just get started with it now. Yeah, it's all about the execution, right? So many people have ideas and they sit on them. And then you see them on shark tank and you think, oh my goodness, I, I could have done that myself. So just don't question yourself and try it out. See what happens. You mentioned your book, Always a Bridesmaid for Hire. What's in that book? 
That book has a lot of short stories about what it's like to be a bridesmaid for hire and walk down the aisle for strangers. It also talks about my dating life, which is quite overwhelming, and a lot of uh, twists and turns happen in that. And it talks about what it's like to start a business from scratch when you don't have business experience. I talk a lot about the different people I met along the way who made me into an entrepreneur and who also taught me a lot of great life lessons. So it's a book that has a lot of funny stories in it, but you'll walk away with a lot of great lessons no matter what you're trying to do in this lifetime. Yeah, not to get too personal, but have you walked down the aisle yourself yet as a bride? I haven't walked down my own aisle yet, but I have to say I always think about what my own wedding would be like. And after going to hundreds of weddings, all I want at my wedding is pizza and live rock music. That's it. Those are my only two things I want. That's great, Jen. Do you keep in contact with the brides after the weddings? I do. A lot of the brides I've worked with remain close friends of mine who I hang out with. We go to happy hour, we text, we keep in touch. So in a way, this business has translated into myself getting a lot of great new friends and building lifelong relationships with them. What's your website? People can find me at bridesmaidforhire.com. Jen, thank you so much. Thank you. Jen Glantz is a professional bridesmaid. Once again, more information at bridesmaidforhire.com. Okay, so you have your bridesmaid lined up, but how about your paparazzi? Yes, you can rent paparazzi too. Rini Size is the owner of Party with the Paparazzi. She's on the phone with me now. Rini, thanks so much for taking the time to talk. Thank you for calling. So let's talk about Party with the Paparazzi. What kind of services do you provide? Uh, well, we help make people either look famous or feel famous um, with photography and video. Our paparazzi show up at events or locations and uh, sometimes surprise guests. Sometimes it's no, you know, they're welcoming people to a red carpet event, so they want the paparazzi there, and they take pictures and they call out to them and they take videos. We do video interviews. So we, we do a lot of different things to make people look or feel famous. What inspired you to start this business? Well, uh, myself and my son and some other people, we're all professional photographers and videographers. And one day I just said, gee, you know, we do all this video photography for events and stuff, and maybe people want to feel famous. It just dawned on me. It was really strange. <laughs> and my son, when I when I came up with the idea, he said, you're crazy. <laughs> but here we are since 2006 across the USA serving major cities. What do you think it is about what you offer that appeals to people? Well, a lot of people do have red carpet events for Sweet Sixteens, Bat Mitzvahs, Bar Mitzvahs, um, corporate events, and, and they do want something special for their guests as they're coming into the event uh, to make them feel special, and this works. And we do the interviews about... Like if we're doing a Sweet 16, we'll have the host or hostess asking people how long they knew the person, uh, do they have any funny stories about them growing up, and, and so you have also collect the history for that person, too. So it's a lot of fun. Now, tell me about your proposal paparazzi option. That is so much fun. Um, basically, the best place for someone, if they're going to propose to someone, is to be in a park or an outside location so we can arrange for our videographer and photographer or just photographer, whichever they want, or just video, to use a telephoto lens from a distance so that the person being 
you know, engaged to doesn't realize what's happening. And so as the person is uh, preparing, taking a walk or whatever they're doing, say, in Central Park or some other location outside, the photographer or videographer is kind of tracking them with a telephoto lens. And then they capture the moment, the special moment, and uh, hopefully the person says yes. And then after that, um, they can arrange to have that photographer or videographer or both or several paparazzi show up and take pictures of them, her with the ring, him with the ring, whatever the case may be, and uh, take pictures of them uh, enjoying that special moment. So it's kind of a wonderful way to record uh, a -a once-in-a-lifetime moment for many people. Now, that said, what has been one of the more memorable gigs for you? Well, recently, actually, we just did a gig, uh, a wonderful gig for Tommy Hilfiger in Manhattan. Uh, They had their holiday party, not Tommy Hilfiger Fashions, and they wanted the paparazzi. They did a a Studio 54 recreation at Terminal 5 in Manhattan. Mm -hmm. And they had the whole inside all decked out, like all Studio 54 was awesome. And so we had the paparazzi outside. And they also hired us. We have a thing called Party Starters, where we have actors and actresses do different things at events to make it more fun. So they had us hire one of our bouncers and two, an actor and an actress who would be a couple who are constantly rejected by the bouncer. You know how 54 used to be. And so they're trying to get in, and so the couple would hide behind people, make believe they're going in with someone else, that that's not her boyfriend, that's not his girlfriend, that the bouncer thinks they're too dorky to get in, so can they go with you? It was really hysterical. It was a lot of fun. What would you say is your most popular service? Uh, the red carpet, when people are having a, a holiday party or Sweet 16 and they're doing a Hollywood theme, uh, they want the they have a red carpet, they have a step and repeat backdrop, and usually we have two or three paparazzi on the red carpet and then one or two at the backdrop taking pictures, and then, of course, they have the option to have a host or hostess interviewing guests or celebrity lookalike uh, interviewing guests or just taking pictures with guests and schmoozing, so those are the most popular, the red carpet. Now, do you provide the celebrity lookalike? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. So who's in your inventory? Oh, Joan Rivers, Howard Stern, Elvis, um, Rihanna. We, we could get just about anyone. It just depends where the location of the party is and the availability of celebrity lookalikes in that area. When you provide paparazzi at, say, just a restaurant in Manhattan, do sometimes the other patrons really think that the individual going in is actually a celebrity because you have these cameras going off? Oh, yes. Well, that's a lot of fun. We we do that. Um, if someone is having a birthday, for instance, and they're taking someone out for lunch or dinner at a restaurant in Manhattan, we do usually have two or three paparazzi waiting outside. And uh, then with a the car or the people pull up, um, we, we make up fame about them in advance like the, the new reality show or their movie or they're starring with so-and-so. So the call-outs are actually people around think they're really famous or going to be famous. And so it's a lot of fun. And, yes, they go into restaurants, um, and people do think that they're famous. If they see the commotion outside with the paparazzi, it's a lot of fun. In fact, we had an event at the 21 Club where a couple was going out on their anniversary, and the daughter arranged for paparazzi outside, and the limo pulled up, and the people came out. And when they went inside, they got 
free free uh, hors d'oeuvres, huh. dessert. <laughs> they thought they were famous. And apparently a woman told this uh, woman that everyone went to the window when they showed up because they wondered who they were. It was quite funny. What kind of range are we talking about in terms of pricing? Well, it starts at about 350 and goes up from there depending on what they want. Like a outside city hit might be um, for one or two paparazzi would be like three, actually 395 and up. It depends on how many pictures we're taking, what services we're giving, how many paparazzi, how long. Uh, everything is custom to the event. Did you ever expect that this would have been as successful? I mean, you had the idea. Your son was skeptical, but what about you? Uh, no, I, I wasn't sure, but I thought I thought it'd be fun. And when we got our first gig, my son, we were chasing a... Um, a rock and roll band from a restaurant into their venue where they were going to perform. So we had paparazzi chasing them down the streets of Manhattan, and he was there for filming it. And it was just a lot of fun. And, and I, I kind of knew that people might want it. I wasn't sure. But we were doing so many other things, too, photography videos. So it was just one more thing to add on to our repertoire. I hear it in your voice, Rini, that it sounds like you're still having fun doing this. I love it. I love it. I love working with people. I love making sure that their event goes off well, that they're having fun, that they had a great time. And we get great feedback from our clients, really great feedback. And, Rini, what's your website? Uh, com. Rini, thanks so much for your time. Thank you, George. Rini Size owns Party with the Paparazzi. Her website, again, is partywiththepaparazzi.com. Now, of all the things you can imagine to rent, one of the last things that might come to mind is a chicken. But hey, the eggs can't get any fresher, right? Enter Kay Whitmer, a.k.a. Homestead Kay of Wrench the Chicken. She's on the phone with me now. Kay, thanks for joining me. Mm-hmm. So what does it mean to be a homesteader? Um, it means, you know, trying to grow your own food on your own property and um, bringing a food source closer to your home. Um, For some people, it looks like uh, being completely self-sufficient. And then for other people, it's, you know, starting a garden, getting some chickens, having some other animals, that kind of thing. There's a wide range of people that are homesteaders. How long have you been a homesteader now? We've been on the farm since 2013. So um, we're going on five years. And where is the farm? Uh, Liverpool, Pennsylvania. What inspired you to become a homesteader? Uh, My husband and I have always had the dream of moving to a farm. Neither one of us grew up on a farm, but we grew up in farming communities. And um, my husband's grandparents ran a um, Christmas tree farm, and they grew their own produce in the summertime. So he has fond memories of spending time with them. And um, we just happened to find the perfect piece of property that was in a price range and a buying situation that was, like, perfect for us. So we kind of jumped on it and went full force into putting together a homestead. How much work is it? Well, that all depends on how much you want to get out of it. Hmm. Um, If you don't put any work into it, you're not going to get anything out of it. So you really have to work hard. Um, Some days are really good, and you, you can get a lot of things done and... You know, the animals are healthy and and your work gets done. And then other days, you're like, oh, my gosh, why did I do this to myself? <laughs> because it's so much work. You know, your animals cause trouble sometimes. They're not always perfect. Well, speaking of the animals, let's talk about the chickens. How many chickens do you okay. have? Um, that's a good question. <laughs> I'm going to say about 60 in our laying flock. And since 60, 6-0. That's all we have. 
Yeah, six zero. Six wow. Zero. Oh, that's low compared to like summertime numbers. Really? Yeah. Once we get all of our rent the chickens on on farm, and we also do um, pasture raised poultry, which means we raise chickens out in the middle of our field. Then we've got upwards of like 150, 200 chickens on farm. That's a lot of chickens. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about Rent a Chicken. Rent a Chicken is a small family company that started in Pittsburgh. Homestead Jen and Homestead Phil are the ones that started it. And I'm we are an affiliate farmer for them, um, which means we do all of our own coop building, our own chicken raising, our own deliveries, all of those things. Um, they just basically answer the phone for us because we live in the middle of nowhere, so there's hardly any cell phone service other than at my house. Um, so with Rented Chicken, we build a coop. Um, we pair off two or four hens and um, get them ready for our customers, probably starting in like March. And um, once the chickens are all starting to lay pretty reliably, then like the last week of March, beginning of April, we'll call customers and set up for delivery. How do you so deliver what our chickens? Um, well, we have a big trailer, like a flatbed trailer that we load all the coops onto. My husband has designed and built the coops so that four of them fit on the trailer at one shot. We load everything onto the trailers. We leave the chickens in the coops because they go up in their house and they're nice and safe and cozy and warm in there. So we load all their supplies and everything. And then we drive to the customer's house. When we get there, we have to, like, figure out where the coop is going. Because sometimes we have to lift it over a fence, go through gates, um, climb lots of steps. Depending on what we have to do to get it in the backyard, we'll make a plan and we'll get it into the backyard. And then we spend time with our customers trying to educate them on how to care for the chickens and what to feed them and how to handle them, how to handle their egg products, those kind of things. Now, you service our area right here in New York City? Yes, we do. Now, what kind of property do you need to have here in New York City to keep chickens? Just a big enough piece of property that you can put them on grass and move their coop. You know, like every day they get moved, just the length of the coop. So it doesn't take a whole, whole lot of room. What would you say are among the biggest misconceptions when it comes to keeping chickens that you need to educate people about? That they take up a lot of space, that they're mean, and um, a lot of people don't think of having chickens because it's it's a farm animal. And yeah, it's a farm animal, but it's a farm animal that's relatively easy to care for. You get eggs from them, and they're actually really entertaining. What are chickens like in terms of personality? Well, don't get me wrong. Sometimes you get one that's kind of a jerk, <laughs> but you know you have that in humans as well. But They're pretty entertaining, not to be rude, but they're kind of dumb. So they do things and you're just like, really? But when they like are chasing food or, you know, you put down a a pile of food in a big group of chickens, they play with each other and pick on each other and, you know, chase stuff. So that's always fun. How many eggs can you expect a chicken to lay over any given period of time? Well, each chicken will lay one egg a day, but obviously no chicken lays an egg every single day of the year. So it depends on the breed of the chicken, um, the time of year that it is, what the temperature outside is, how much light they get during the day. Like this time of year, there's not a whole lot of light and it's freezing cold. So I have 60 chickens in my in my layer flock and I'm lucky if I get about 20, 25 eggs a day. Mm. That's on a really good day.
How much does it cost to rent a chicken? To rent a chicken in New York, it's $1,000. That gives you your coop with four hens and all of the supplies that they need, all their food and their food food dishes, their water, um, a bag of chubby mealworms, and um, we'll deliver the coop to you. You get a book that tells you what you need to do to raise chickens, and you get all of the support you could possibly need from the rent-a-chicken family. Um, we're just a phone call away at any point in time that you have you know, a question about chickens or whatever you need to know. And it's a three-month rental for New- the New York area. We usually deliver um, the weekend after Memorial Day and pick up the weekend before Labor Day. Is there a rent-to-own option? There is a rent-to-own option. If at the end of your three-month period, you would choose to adopt, is what we call it. Um, you can adopt just the hens, or you can adopt the hens and the coop. We don't normally adopt out to people in New York because they're not they're only interested in it for the very short period of time that is the summer usually. Where in New York City so, do you find you're primarily going? Is there a borough in particular that's more popular than others when it comes um, to raising chickens? Well, in the city, I can't really say that we have like a huge popular area. It's kind of sporadic throughout the city. Most of our business is on Long Island. I guess there's a little bit more backyard space, right? Yep. It's a lot of people. Um, last year we were in the Hamptons a lot um, because they were. It was for their summer homes. So that kids that live in the city and they go to New York to Long Island for the summer, then get the that experience for the summer since they live in the city. You know, most of their time. So it was really a fun time to meet kids that had never really seen chickens up close before and explain to them how chickens. You know how they make eggs and how how they can take care of them and give them that small piece of living in the country. So it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I would imagine that there are a lot of lessons to be learned here. If you have children, you want to bring chickens into your home. Yes. Yes, there are. Um, a lot of responsibility. Um, it's not as much responsibility as like having a dog or something because a chicken, in theory, you could leave overnight, um, you know, like you could go away for an evening and come back later in the day the next day, and your chicken's okay. It's kind of like a cat. As long as you put out feed and water, they'll be okay. Um, I wouldn't leave them for like a week, but maybe overnight you'd be okay. Cleaning up after the chickens isn't a whole, whole lot of work. You just have to change the bedding in their coops, and some burrows require you to pick up their poop after you move their coop, um, but it's a lot less than a dog would have, so it's really not that bad. Have you seen this increase in popularity over the past few years, would you say? Oh, yes. many. There's a, lot, a big movement in um, knowing where your food comes from, so this just brings one food source that much closer to your, to your table. The less miles you can have on your food before it comes into your home to be fed to your family, the better off you are because then you have a chance of it being a lot more fresh. So bringing that food source of such a great food source, you know, protein for your family is a big draw for a lot of people. Here's a big question for you, Kay. How do you like your eggs? Uh, um, I don't eat anybody else's eggs. <laughs> <laughs> when we go to a restaurant, I can't eat anything that got egg in it or on it. It's gross. If it's like... Cooked in, I'm okay, but to eat like scrambled eggs or 
an omelet or something at a restaurant is just not happening. Our eggs are so much more yellow than a store-bought egg, uh-huh. and um, they do taste differently. There's a much richer taste to our eggs compared to a store-bought egg. I almost want to say that I think I hear chickens behind you. Am I right? Do I hear a little sound, or is um, that just my imagination? No. No, that's your imagination. Okay. Sorry. All right. I, thought, <laughs> I just I had this vision of you with chickens around you, but I guess not. <laughs> no, no, no. It's too cold. It's too cold. <laughs> this time of year, they don't like to be messed with because it's cold and they're unhappy. They like to be like left alone to do their thing. And, you know, they, they're like, feed me, water me, don't play with me this time of year. <laughs> but chickens are extremely hardy in the winter. They don't like it. Um, they can maintain their own body temperature and stay warm, even when it is like negative five degrees. Um, they don't need to be heated. Most, that's a big misconception about chickens. Most people are like, oh, I have to put heat in the coop. No, they actually do better without heat because um, they are just, you know, designed that way to maintain their own body heat. Plus, if they are able to get together in a big group, they'll huddle together and keep each other warm at night. And during the day, if you look at a chicken and it's sitting outside in the wintertime, it looks like it's about three times as fat as it is in the summertime because they puff up their wings and all of their feathers to create warmth in their body and their feathers help to hold that heat in. What's the typical lifespan of a chicken? Like five years or more. Okay. It's not going to lay eggs the whole time that it's that it, you know, if it lives to be five years or more, they lay eggs reliably for about two to three years. Um, And then after that, they kind of slow down and eventually they'll stop laying eggs. If someone listening now wants to rent a chicken, how do they go about doing that? Um, They go to rentthechicken.com and they'll click on their um, link. There's lots of links there for all of the different affiliates all over the United States and Canada. Um, Find the link closest to you and um, check it out. Check out the homesteaders and pictures of their coop because all of us have different coops. And give our home office a phone call. You would be talking to Homestead Jen and Homestead Phil. And they will be able to get everything set up for you. Okay, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much. That was Homestead K of Rent the Chicken. And that's it for this week's Cityscape. My thanks to producer Caroline Rotante. I'm George Boldarki. Thank you so much for listening.